Jordan, open. Chicago with the lead. Bryant to shot. Not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. LeBron James with no record for human life. And he's going to G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys NBA podcast. Uh, my name is Mitchell Casey and I am joined with Callum Mack. How you doing, man? Doing pretty well, man. How, how are you going? I'm doing good. I'm well rested. We, we've had a had a week off with the All-Star break. Uh, kicked our feet up. You know, had a break from Basel, but we're, we're back in the game. Things are happening. News is flying. Did you uh, Did you enjoy the break? It was good to have a bit of a break where I didn't have the burden of, well, I guess just that bad feeling of missing a game or missing a few games. It was it was good yeah. for, from a fan's point of view to have a few days off. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you you went to uh, you went on a bit of a holiday as well, mate. You went down to to Tassie. Yep, that's right. I, w- I went off the mainland of Australia down to um, the island of Tasmania and um, had had a great time. Did a a lot of activities, a bit of hiking. So I've. Uh, Come back a bit sunburnt too, surprisingly. Oh. <laughs> Take a too many uh, photos with your shirt off, mate. Uh, uh, I see. <laughs> Guilty. Guilty. <laughs> uh, uh, it's a good time to, to get a, have a little getaway with uh, not much happening in the NBA world. But things are, are flying hard and fast this past week now. So we're going to get stuck into it. We're going to start off the podcast um, just going over our... Uh, all-star picks we had a bit of a, a draft on the on the week before the all-star game and, and players that we picked for our team now we had a couple of a couple of unfortunate news with uh, several of our players being pulled out last minute um, you had you had Devin Booker uh, who didn't play and, and I also had Setting. I also had the uh, the 76ers Ben Simmons and um, Embiid who, who were late scratches as well because of COVID so Kind of messed around with our, our scoring a little bit there. So uh, I haven't included Mike Conley's score in, in our total score. And obviously Ben and, and Joel didn't didn't contribute anything. But we had a close matchup in terms of our points with all things decided. Uh, but you've, you've managed to, to narrowly edge me out uh, 160 to my 157. So tip my hat off to you, mate. You, you've done all right there. Um, it, um, anything it to say? To the wire, didn't it? Like, I think I yeah. had D Lillard probably hit that clutch three for me to to seal the win. So. <laughs> Literally, it was that, <laughs> that last three. That's what sealed it. Like if we had just a couple of more points from the other team, from my guys, that would have would have got me over the line. And I was look, I'm happy with my boys doing a courageous effort with uh, Joel, obviously, <laughs> and and Ben not playing. That might have pushed me over the edge, but you know. You can't you can't deal with that. So, Giannis did his best to get my team on the line, but uh, yeah, Giannis no dice. Surprising, sixteen of sixteen field goal. Yeah, was, um, pretty wild. So shout out to him, MVP. Yeah, didn't miss. So yeah, good, had a good game. But um, your, your thoughts on the All Star game in general before we move on to the other the other competitions? Um, it, it was fun. It was fun to watch. I understand the competitiveness wasn't quite there, but it's still so many good players. Yeah, it wasn't like last year. You can go and see. No, yeah, that's yeah. a downside. There wasn't the last year went really right down to the wire, so you could tell they were actually trying um, on defense, especially yeah. for that last play. But this one yeah. was uh, wasn't as close, sadly. Um, but it was still fun to see yeah. those guys out there. 
Yeah, it was it was still fun. I mean, I'm, I've never really been a big All Star Game fan. I, I prefer like the the Saturday competitions a little bit more. Uh, but yeah, it's just you know a bit of a muck around, and and you get to see some good athletic plays. Speaking of those Saturday night competitions, we um we picked our our picks our winners for for these competitions: the three point, the skills, and the dunk contest. And uh, maybe we should just ask you from now on because you you did all right. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, you've picked Steph Curry, who's come out, you know, probably no surprise there. Um, but one of the big surprises that you did pick was the uh, Sabonis to win the skills competition. So, um, well done there, mate. So, with that and the All-Star game combined, you were 3-0 and against me on, on the weekend. So, I have to have to back down, bow down to you, mate. Well done. <laughs> I'm doing pretty well. I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Steph was a no-brainer. Let's face it. That, that's yeah. the safe bet. Yeah. I was yeah. lucky to have the first pick on the three-point contest, but um, yeah, Sabonis was. I, I told everyone he's my. He could definitely do it. Don't don't be surprised. Yeah. He can do it all. He's reasonably quick as well, so he get, gets up and down the court and um, can hit that three. So good work, Sabonis. He, he's on my fantasy team too. He's he's really doing everything for me. Yeah, oh, he's having a big year for you, mate. He's coming through, and uh, I feel like the big guys try a bit harder in that competition as well. So it's always like they've got a point to prove. I thought Chris Paul would have something to prove, but obviously, obviously not to be. And um, neither of us picked the dunk contest winner. You know, we had three players to choose from. We both chose uh, the other two that didn't win. Although I think my guy was robbed. I think uh, I can't remember the guy's name now, but he he had some good dunks there. You know that Stanley? that that between yeah the, the between the legs dunk that was that was pretty legit. I thought he got robbed on that. And um, but uh, yeah. Anthony Simons probably not the most exciting dunk contest ever though. So, uh, but is yeah, is what a it bit is. Underwhelming. The, the between the legs one was probably my favorite of all the dunks. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. Yeah, pretty underwhelming, as even it that. generally is. It yeah. makes the good years even better, though. You, you, you have the disappointing yeah. ones to make the good ones better. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the disappointing ones make the ones that much sweeter. So I guess the, the last question regarding the All-Star was, what was your, what was your highlight from the weekend, uh, if you had to pick out one? Um, uh, well, I want to do a bit of a, a fact for you, a bit of a, uh, yeah, hit a me. highlight kind of stat. Yeah. Um, we got LeBron James is now 4-0, Team LeBron. Yeah, is well, this, is, this the, a, is this a coincidence, G- or is, is he just an actual? Is he a genius? Does he know <laughs> the better players to get? Am I, am GM I LeBron. Yeah, he's got a he's got a GM job lined up after he's finished playing. So I don't know. Look, I will say that I feel like he gets the cards stacked in his favor all the time. Like the fact that he got to pick Giannis as well as like himself to start with two players before Tim Grant got any. I think that was a bit stupid. Um, and a few times Giannis had to pick, you know, Chris Middleton first and, and things like that. So, look, I feel like he's had it, you know, handed it to him a few times. But, you know, got to give him credit. Yeah, look, um, that, that's a fair point. That is 100% a fair point. But still 4-0, dude. 4-0. Yeah. The, the, he's, a, he's a good coach. The, the players want to play for him. <laughs> um I'll just say that my highlights for the weekend was um, was probably the three-point contest. Obviously, Steph winning on that last shot. It was sort of exciting to sort of watch there. It's the only one that I actually managed to catch live when I had a break at work. Obviously, it was a Monday over here in Australia. So, was working when the, the competition was on. So, managed to catch that in my lunch break. Um, and Steph, you know, you, you sort of never really doubted, but sort of like, oh, hold on. He's actually got to go, you know. But hit these last four out of the last five shots here, so but clutch it in the end, so uh, that was pretty exciting. The rest of it, I was sort of a bit whatever about. 
All right, let's let's move on from the All Star game. Let's let's head over to the actual NBA, and we're going to be doing a bit of an MVP check in because I think this year the, the race is kind of open. I don't think there's a clear front runner like we've had with Giannis in the last few years. I think there is opportunity for several guys to sort of put their hand up and and win the award, depending on what happens in the second half of the season. We'll start off with who we think are our favorites. I'll, I'll throw it over to you, Cal. Who, who's your favorite um, at this point in the season? If the season ended right now, I would still put a vote in for... Well, actually, it's changed since last time, but it's going to be Joel Embiid yeah. would be the guy who, who I would vote for right now. Even though he's injured, he's yeah. only going to be out for a couple of weeks, but he would be my vote getter right now if okay. it did end. And that's just because he's just been amazing. He's been super consistent. I feel like he is the front runner. This injury will hurt him, which is a shame. Yeah. Um, so that really would... Act, this is actually going to make the race a bit more interesting. It will, um, I well. think. So, so, yeah. so what, if, what if we took that injury into consideration and we were projecting forward rather than like the season ending right now? Would that change your decision? Or do you still think that it's just, you know, a little bit of a setback and, and not going to hurt his chances too much? Do you think if still he wins? If I could put some money on it now, I'd probably switch it to my second pick. Um, if okay. I could vote now, but it, look, yeah. if I'm going to do a, a full season prediction, I'd actually give it to Nikola Jokic. Okay, uh, interesting. Those Nuggets have jumped up. Jamal's actually starting to play like a good, like you know, like he was similar to the bubble, um, Jamal, which means they're winning games and they've yeah. climbed up the the rankings pretty well now um, in the Western Conference. Yeah. They are fifth seed, twenty three and sixteen. Um, it's pretty close it's, with a bunch of those tight. teams, though. Yeah, it's it's not like they're you know, right down compared to some of those other teams. So I can see them moving up higher as the season goes on. Uh, he's my pick at the moment, Nikola Jokic. He's my number one pick moving forward. I've got LeBron second who's climbed and I've I've given him a little bit more respect than I did in our last podcast. Uh, and then I probably got, I probably got Embiid third. Um, just the injury is enough to hurt him a little bit more. I think, you know, missing a couple of weeks. You know, it's it's something you got to you got to throw in there. Um, you know, thank God it wasn't a worse injury than what it was. Um, it did look bad at the moment at the time, but yes, yeah, so I, I I'm in agreement. I think Nikola Jokic will will get there in the end, and um, yeah, that would be a bit pretty crazy one. One I wouldn't have picked at the start of the year. Um, yeah, like I mean, even in fantasy as well, no, no one really thought that he was just going to explode like this. Like his stats are ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it's like 28, yeah. 11, and nine. So, <laughs> 100% MVP numbers. He's even close yep. to the league leaders in steals, getting close to two steals a game. So, you, Crazy. there's an argument to say it's on both ends. Um, he doesn't yeah. block shots very much, but otherwise, he's doing no. it all for that team. Yeah. He's carrying them. And look, they're getting wins now. So, if you look at their yeah. record recently, I guess in their past 10 games, um, 7-3. and three, So, that's pretty solid. They have a lot yeah. of home games as well, I think. Uh, the remainder of the season, they're one of the highest percentage yep. of yep. home games. And with Denver, we know that the attitude does actually help them. So they he is lined up for a pretty good battle uh, with Joel and and also LeBron, who was my my other shout out for the MVP race. Yeah, yeah, I think it, I think it'll be close, and I think that you could see a lot of sort of different votes from different media members between first, second, and all that sort of stuff. So I think it will come down to the wire, but. Looks like we're both in agreement with the big man, the Joker. Now, we want to shout out some some dark horses, some players who probably haven't been getting as much, you know, love and and, and maybe rightfully so, but but maybe wrongfully so. Maybe these these people need a bit more consideration. And and I think that, 
you know, I named we named three players before in LeBron, Jokic, and Embiid. I think one of my dark horses would probably might be my fourth pick if I had to choose um, them, and I could easily see them jumping into the race uh, from here. I'll save that, and I'll, I'll show it up to you. Who who is your pick for the dark horse to win the MVP? Um, the dark horse for me is actually going to have to be. I've got I've got two dark horses. Okay, so I've got I'll, two I'll as well. One. Um, yep. I'm going to say Devin Booker. Okay. Yep. I um, like it. Hear me out. Okay. They're, just, they're in the second seed right now. Yeah. Um, and I believe, you know, the Jazz have been pretty lucky with the whole injury thing. Maybe they take a step off. We know the Lakers are falling. They're going to keep kind of... They're going to obviously make be a playoff team, but with Anthony mm. Davis out, they're just going to have they to stay drop. afloat. Um, yeah. I, in, in, there is a world I can imagine the Suns get the number one seed. And yeah, that'd be crazy. Happen. Devin Booker. And, and the other thing that has to happen, obviously, Booker has to really go out there and put up pretty much like 35 points a night, um, which he is capable of doing. We saw Bradley Beal do that last season after the All-Star break. He just literally averaged like 35 points mm. a game, which is, I mean, he's leading the league in scoring this season again. So um, I think it's possible. He, he's getting more comfortable with Chris Paul out there. Um, if he If he racks up the points and they get the one seed, I mean, it's hard not to, you have to, throw him up there at least a top three candidate if you have the best record in the league yeah it's interesting because he wasn't even voted as an all-star like <laughs> it was <laughs> it was it was chris paul who was voted in as an all-star over devin booker before obviously he came in with an injury uh and now you're putting him up for mvp which is um interesting probably not someone that i had i mean i considered him i looked at phoenix and obviously they're doing really well in terms of their record but yeah i don't know i think that's that's a bit bold for me um just, just given the nature that you know he wasn't voted in as an All Star initially, um, but maybe people you know saw that and went, wait, that's just disrespectful, and they'll vote him in there. Um, my my dark horse and is um, Damian Lillard is my dark horse for the MVP. Um, the Portland Trailblazers currently sit sixth at the moment, but have an identical record to the uh, Denver Nuggets, who uh, you know Jokic was our number one pick. So identical record. He has been the mainstay for that team. They've had CJ McCullum injured. They've had Nurkic injured. They've had players in and out due to COVID and things like that all season. Um, he is. He just dropped fifty points today. He is like this man keeps getting it done and improves every single season. He's the second leading scorer in the entire NBA. Like the more and more I think about it, the more and more he's like moving up my rankings and I could even see him overtaking like a LeBron or an Embiid or something like that. And if they get players like, when CJ McCollum is back now, Nurkic is only a couple of weeks away. So their team is going to get better. They're going to improve their rankings in terms of the standings. You know, they could take over Denver. They could take over, you know, the, the Lakers with, with Davis out and, and I don't know, the Clippers if they fall a little bit. I could see them being a sort of a top four seed uh, if all things sort of go their way. And I think he, he has to be considered there. So that's my dark horse pick, Damian Lillard. What are your thoughts? It's a good pick. I, I can see it happening. They're in the sixth seed right now, but that's tied record with the Nuggets. So yeah. It, it, and you said it, like the healthy players are coming back. Nurk should be on the way back. CJ played today. Um, I, I do like it, but they, they really have to climb up. I think for Dame to get it, they have to really be a top two seed. Yeah, um, I don't think either in the third seed it will be quite enough. And and another thing as well, like I guess the you know Steph Curry out in Golden State is statistically having pretty much the same season as yeah. Damian Lillard. Yeah, which yeah they're to pretty some close. Degree can 
work against him. Um, yeah. Because he probably has a slight better supporting cast than what Steph is dealing with right now. So I, that probably hurts him a little bit. I, I, yeah, look, I can see that. The, the only thing that I would say is that the supporting cast hasn't been there for the entire season. I think that with CJ and Nurk in there, yes, it's clear. But without those two players, I think and it's it's pretty close. Like, you know, you've still got Draymond over there, you know, Golden State, and, and they've got some, you know, decent scoring wings. So without those other two players in, in Portland, I think CJ... Uh, sorry, Damien's had a, a really good season thus far. Um, and, and to... Your point on the standings, you talked about Phoenix Suns, you know, being able to take that number one seed. Portland Trailblazers are only three games behind Phoenix Suns in the in the win column. They're not that far behind. We've seen big fluctuations happen. So I, they could even catch Phoenix, really. Um, it, it's still, there's still a lot of season to play, like literally half. Um, so there's, there's still plenty of time for them to move up the standings, especially when they get healthy. Uh, just quickly, who was your second one? Who was your second dark horse? Who was my second dark horse? Um, yeah, hit me. It's 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 my guy Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. <laughs> it's it's a dark dark horse. I'll, I'll no, say that. But he's, he's been killing it. And let, let me let me put up the the argument. He's been playing team, well. I'll give him that. His team made the NBA Finals last season. Right? I feel like yes. I understand that's not for the MVP award, but the the whole storyline is there. Everyone's got a bit of a soft spot for him. In, in the yeah. past um, couple of weeks, he has been putting up twenty six, seven, and eight um, with over yeah. three steals a game. Um, which is, you know, numbers similar to what LeBron's putting up and LeBron's in the MVP discussion. So yeah. that's my first point. Second point is um, he, y- you know how it can be to your advantage when you, you t- lose a bit of time? Yep. Um, that, that's worked. That's definitely in his hand because you may remember Miami Heat were out of the playoffs uh, a few weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, they were dead in the water, they were weren't like, they? <laughs> they were not even in the play-in tournament. I think they're only 11. No. They were like 13th or 12th or something crazy. Exactly. And, and yeah. since Jimmy's come back, I mean, they're 9-1 and one in that past 10. They've got a 5 Yeah, winning they're streak. on a roll. Yeah. He, he's um, winning in the games, and he's putting up these ridiculous numbers. Um, we know he's a leader. He's also a closer. So if he maintains what he's been doing for the past couple of weeks, and Miami keep winning games, and I think they will. Like, they're, they're a good team. They're finally healthy. Um, so if, if they climb up the Eastern Conference, right now they're in the fourth seed. And they're yep. only, what, five games behind the Nets in the second? If yep. they get like a one and two seed, I, I can see it. Like, he's got to be an honorable mention at least. Well, if we look in total, not just at the conferences, Hita, they're, they're 11th in the, um, in the league in terms of record. So, but they have missed a chunk of games due to COVID. So they played less games than a lot of other teams. So that is working sort of in Jimmy's favor. But yeah, I think it's another long shot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dark, dark horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I like it. Look, you've got to give a shout out to the Heat. They've been playing really, really well. Um, and, you know, Bam's been in and out of the lineup. You know, Jimmy's missed a couple of games here and there. So, um, you know, just doing Heat things and winning basketball. Um, and, and I think Eric Spolster's putting together another great coaching season. So, um, I, don't, I don't hate it, but yeah, just it's a long shot. <laughs> um, my second guy was, uh, was James Harden. Uh, I think he's been, you know, Leading the league in assists on the Nets, they're they're playing really well. Obviously, Durant's been out. You know, you've got Kyrie there. I understand. Probably means that he won't get the award. Um, but I just uh, still think he's he's up there and playing much better basketball than we've seen him play at so the Rockets before. Just because he's got some actual desire for him to to do so now. So I think I'll just give him a shout out that that he should be 
somewhere in the discussion as well on a on a you know dynamic Nets team. He, he was definitely on my list. He's putting up numbers kind of similar to. Um, there was that one season he lost the MVP to Russell Westbrook because Russ put up the triple double, but that was Garbage, when he was yeah. putting up his kind of like thirty and and like you know eleven assists. He's he's getting those assists again, which looked pretty damn yeah. impressive. Yeah, so, I mean the past. I think he should have. I was just gonna say he should have won that year when Russell Westbrook got it. Yeah, look, looking back on it and the numbers that yeah. he put up, it yeah. wasn't quite Crazy. a triple double, but his team's record was a lot better, and he was yeah the absolute motor and. I don't know, like that Nets team looks pretty scary. And this is without Kevin Durant as well. Yes. Um, which yeah, is interesting. Yeah. He's obviously missed a lot of time. He's not going to be in the MVP discussion. Kyrie yeah. has been killing it. Um, I feel like if, if people were going to vote for a Nets player, though, let, let's say they finished first in the East. If they were going to vote for someone at this point, it would be James Harden. So I think it's yeah. a, it's a good shout out. I think I think he's yeah he's been the best player on their team you know just with the fact that Durant's been injured and I think just the assist numbers just boost him over Kyrie over even though he's scoring a little bit more you know James Harden's still scoring twenty five points a game like it's not like he's not putting up points um, but yeah those assists will sort of push him over his teammate Kyrie Irving all right well let's let's move on we'll, we'll stop talking about regular NBA and we'll talk NBA fantasy and this is going to be our big segment for the podcast today. Because there's been a lot of young players in particular putting their hand up as hot pickups recently. Um, we're going to go through a few different names here. I'll, I'll rattle through them and then we're going to go through them uh, one at a time. Um, just to sort of highlight what we think they're going to be like for the rest of the season. Um, and then after that, we're going to rank them in terms of who's a priority pickup. If you had to pick up one and you only had one sort of spot to drop to pick them up, who should you pick up first? So these are the hot players that we've identified. There's there's nine really that I think have put their hand up since the All-Star break. And that is Kevin Porter Jr., Moses Brown, Danilo Gallinari, Thomas Sadoransky, Kelly Olenek, my boy Alexei Pokusevsky, <laughs> uh, Emmanuel Quickly, KJ Martin Jr., and uh, Robert Williams, the Time Lord. Um, just before we get diving into those sort of those sort of names, <laughs> who stands out to you there, Cal? Um, I, I actually, I'm, I was really jealous because I'm pretty sure you picked him up as well in our tournament. Yeah. Um, you did, in fact. Because I, I, I went to go get him and you already swiped him from me. But Kevin Porter <laughs> Jr. Yeah. of the Houston Rockets um, is yelling at me. He's been playing very well, averaging a lot of assists as well, which yes. is, as you know, hard to come by. In yes. the past seven days, it's um, 18 points, 8.3 assists, and then the 1.5 steals and 1.3 blocks. Yeah. So he's doing a bit of everything for you. Um, his percentages, field goal has only been 42%, but he's put up a lot of shots, like 17 yeah. attempts a game. It, to me, is promising just to know that the uh, the coach is putting trust into him and telling him he's, he's got the green light. And when a yeah. player has the green light, you, you know he's going to put up stats. He might have some lows, um, some bad games, but in a, a week-to-week kind of comp, I'm feeling pretty confident. I would love to have him on my team. So he's probably my number one of all of those guys you mentioned. Yeah, like I think he's the clear standout. And he is his roster percentage reflects that. He's probably likely owned in your league. He's owned in 73% of leagues. And I'm assuming that if you're listening to this podcast, you're switched on, you sort of know um, what you're doing. Uh, but if he is not, 100%, go out and grab this man because he is going to be someone who could win you your league. 
Uh, like you said, 8.3 assists in his four games since he's been called up from the G League. The only sort of asterisk there that I will say is that has been without players like John Wall. You know, Eric Gordon has been in and out of the, the roster. Um, you know, uh, Oladipo is sort of there a little bit. So there's, they're, they're missing a lot of players, the Houston Rockets. Now, they might trade a lot of players too. I think this team is not going anywhere soon. They're going to hit the rebuild very, very quickly. Um, so he might still continue to feature heavily, but this may be a little bit higher than what we see him. But he's probably, I would say, a top 100 player from here on out uh, pretty comfortably. Uh, yeah, and yeah, he, he's going to get you those assists, going to get you those steals. He's, you know, he's averaging 1.3 blocks. That's that's pretty crazy from from a sort of guard sort of player. Uh, so yeah, I would agree to, to reveal our early sort of ranking order later. Um, yeah, he's definitely my number one if he is available. Don't hesitate. Pause this podcast. Come back to it later, but go add, go add Kevin Porter Jr. And then come back and, and listen to the rest. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll give a shout out uh, to... Just a guy who I we, we highlighted, and, and he's he's got a special place next to my my heart, uh, and that is Alexei Pokusevsky, um, someone who, who we we've been hot on from the beginning and highlighted him as someone who's got potential. Um, he had a breakout game uh, a couple of games ago, scoring twenty three points, ten rebounds, four assists, a steal in a block, five threes. Hill is free throws, 53% from the line. It was a monster game. Um, unfortunately, today, he's he's backed it up with a four-point performance and eight rebounds. <laughs> Still played the, th- the 29 minutes, but I think... In a 12-team standard category league, he's still probably not worth rostering because similar to Kevin Porter Jr., there are a lot of outs with this team at the moment. You've got Darius Baisley out. Al Horford's missed a few games. Um, I'm pretty sure Shea was out for a little bit and he's back now. Um, I think Lou Dort, is he, he, he's been missing some time he's as well. So, as well. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a few guys missing. So I can see him taking a hit and he's going to be inconsistent. Uh, really so uh, probably not rosterable in 12 team leagues maybe in 14 team leagues you stick with him and, and the potential is there uh, but I, I probably wouldn't hang on to him in 12 team leagues what, what are your thoughts on our boy Poku uh, I, I will say I'm not as high as you are I know you're a big <laughs> fan um, yeah probably not for this like, year I, I'm more I'm more big on his potential in the future not not for this year yeah f- fair enough I mean he, he had that like everyone's talking about it, that 23-point game he put up. Yeah, huge. The, the amazing footwork. Um, yeah. A, a guy who's seven foot, moving like that. But, I mean, like he's 190 pounds. He, he needs to get into the oh, gym to really, yeah. you know, put up some big numbers. But I can see the potentials there. If, if, if he's a stash in, in your league, go for it. Mm. He, he's been playing like small forward uh, recently, and that's not really his – It's not that's not going to be his best position. I think he's going to be a power forward or like a point center almost when he fills out. Um, and that's when you're really going to see the potential of Poku come to life. Um, you know, on this Thunder team, he's got the highest potential out of any player. Like, I think his potential is higher than... Higher than Shea. Uh, yep, higher than Shea. You know, his ceiling is just ridiculous. Like, he, he could be the next... If everything goes right, and this is what I'm saying, like, he could be the next, you know, Chris Alps-Porzingis, but with a bit of a, you know, Jokic game to him with his passing ability and ball handling. So... He's he's got that kind of potential, I believe. Um, like I said, probably not this year. Uh, he's way too skinny, way too weak. Um, but just a, definitely a name to keep an eye. And if you're in Dynasty, I would be just hanging on to him, especially unless you're sort of in that little win now mode. If you can afford to hold a rookie, I would definitely be holding on to Poku. All right, let's yeah. let's run through let's run through these, these some other guys. Um, 
The next guy who, again, we'll stick in, in OKC. I want to get your thoughts on Moses Brown, who obviously had a huge game today. Um, I'll let everyone know that I picked him up as a result of, of this game. <laughs> Uh, but what are your thoughts on Moses Brown, Cal? Um, he got a lot of blocks, five blocks, which is yep. great for fantasy. Um, mm-hmm. 20 and 16 as well. Big. So pretty crazy numbers. I mean, that's numbers you want from like, you know, second round kind of draw pick from a, a big man. So yeah, um, the minutes are a question mark as we touched on. Um, I'm a little bit worried because I'm Al Horford owner. Yes, and, yes. And I'm a little bit worried that if hypothetically that is do push for the full they can't move him um i don't know there is a buyout candidacy there's still a, another year in his contract so i think it's yeah. a little bit unlikely but I, it's making me a little bit worried because i don't want al horford to lose minutes um so that is a negative if you are an owner but most spanish is definitely worth picking up after that performance and he should definitely get a bit of a, a minutes kind of lift moving forward yeah Yep. I, I, I love the look of this guy. I, I watched uh, most of the game today. He's a big fucking dude. Like this this guy, he's, he's a big lanky dude. Like he he gets up and down the court though. He's fast. He's mobile. He's lanky. This guy reminds me like statistically, yeah, he reminds... Oh, yeah, maybe like a skinny DeAndre Jordan, almost like a... A, a bit more mobile Rudy Gobert, almost. Um, probably not quite as strong as Rudy Gobert, but that that will that will come with his, with his when he um, gets a bit more seasoning into him. Statistically, though, he reminds me of sort of like a Hassan Whiteside back in the day when he broke out for the Heat. You know, he had that breakout second half of the season. I, I can see if all the sort of chips align, the same sort of thing happening with Moses um, here. Obviously, you've got a few more roadblocks in terms of what they do. Uh, with their lineup, the Thunder suddenly like weirdly stacked in their front court. You know, you've got Al Horford, you've got Baisley, you've got Isaiah Roby, you've got Moses, you've got Pokusevsky. You know, there's five guys that all need minutes. So, you know, it, it won't be this good. But I think, you know, if you need field goal percentage, if you need rebounds, blocks, you know, the, this guy's going to be a great ad. So um, I can see a scenario, however, that, yeah, like you said, I've, I've sort of been preaching it this whole season. I think Al Horford's been a sell high for a long time because <clears throat> I don't think they're going to feature him very heavily down the stretch. And they, they're obviously trying to trade him, um, whether or not they are able to, different question. But he's going to rest a lot of games. He's going to sit a lot of games. There might be some fake injuries coming up. Um, <laughs> and I just I just see a, a path for Moses to get minutes. You know, he played alongside Isaiah Roby today. They played them together in the starting lineup and Pokusevsky played the small forward. So that's a way that they're going to be able to get players in there. Maybe Baisley can play a bit of small forward minutes. Um, they don't really care about winning. So they just want to get these players on the on the court. So I would just grab him now, ask questions later and um, and see how you go. Yeah, I'll have to agree with you 100%. Um, yeah, sad, it's sad as an Al Horford owner. I'll have to sh- shoot some trades off to some people. <laughs> yeah, quickly before this podcast airs. <laughs> um, I, the other thing I, I will say is I, I did drop uh, James Wiseman for, for Moses. So I armed and art about it for a little while. Uh, I've been holding on to James Wiseman for the entire season, but just came down to the point where I just don't think Wiseman's upside is the same as Moses. And I can see a clearer path to minutes for Moses than I can for Wiseman. So. Um, not saying, you know, you should go and drop Wiseman in your league. He might still have high potential, but for me, I just think, you know, 
he hasn't shown it yet, and I can't really see it happening too soon for the Warriors, who are trying to make the playoffs. Uh, let's move on to the next guy. Let's talk about an older player now, Danilo Gallinari. I'm going to throw it over to you, Cal, here first. I know we haven't been the biggest Gallinari fans on this podcast and you know, the, the, for the most of the season, but you, know, you can't deny he's been putting up points. Uh, what are your thoughts on Gallo at the moment? Well, the one knock against him was because I thought he was you know, going to be coming off the bench and kind of be in a more limited minutes role. But um, those Atlanta Hawks have been on a bit of a tear recently. They've won six yep. in a row after today. And, and that's yeah. really been a big reason for Danilo Gallinari to have a bit of a breakout um, at this point for the Atlanta Hawks because he's obviously affecting winning. So yep. obviously the coach will in turn keep up these minutes so if he's on your waiver wise definitely worth adding because i think this looks like it will be maintained and he's going back to his old ways. he'll give you good points he'll give you very efficient three throws he's averaging three and a half a game over the past couple of weeks shooting 100 uh, percent. that's what he does um yeah. and then he gets the old counting stats on um blocks and, and steals not a whole lot but he's really just there for the points and the free throws and he is elite in those two categories so yeah yeah, I, I look, I have been on record. I don't really like Gallo as a fantasy player. Um, I was down on him at the start of the season, and that was all right. But it looks like, you know, there's some rumblings from the Hawks. You know, John Collins might be might be on the move. Like, I don't know, they're, they're not too keen on him. Um, and apparently the coach really likes Gallinari. He likes to play in big minutes recently, and he's been putting up numbers, scoring over 20 points four out of the last five games multiple threes in all of those games, three or more in every single one. Hasn't missed a free throw in that stretch. So yeah, elite in those three categories. Low turnovers if you care about that. Don't go expecting any assists, steals or blocks. You know, that's just not going to happen. But, you know, I think he's definitely should be rostered. Um, He's rostered in 69% of leagues. So he is, you know, on the higher compared to all of his other players. But, you know, if you you do see him on your waiver, I would pick him up if you're looking for those stats because he's definitely going to help you there. Uh, let's move on to uh, another older guy, point guard this time, Thomas Sadaransky. What are your thoughts on on Thomas? Um, well, he got the start today. Played a good game. Um, yep. he, can get, he can get assists. And I feel like that's why you get him. You, you get him because he can get an assist. And he doesn't really hurt you too much in other areas. He'll get a bit of points, a bit of rebounds because he's a tall guard. Um, yep. he, I guess he... For what you're getting, he does get a bit of turnovers, but obviously a lot of punt turnover builds are out there. He, he, I think it could be a bit of a short-term ad, is my opinion. Do you think? Okay. See, I'm, I'm a bit on the fence here. Now, they've made the switch the last two games for Kobe White out for Sadoransky, and I think this might be a permanent one. Uh, we talked a little bit before on our trade rumor podcast that... The Bulls don't seem to really think that Kobe White is like their point guard of the future. They think of him more of a six-man um, sort of role. So this might be the move they make. The only thing that might sort of come into this, I think, if they trade for another point guard, which is a possibility. Um, so we'll do our rankings a bit later on. He's a bit further down my list, but you know he's going to be an efficient scorer. You know, fifty percent both his last two games. Good free throw percentage. He's going to get steals, assists at a good rate. You know, seven in the last two games since he's been starting. Um, look, he played 30 minutes today compared to Kobe White, who, who played uh, fewer minutes. So I think 
definitely if you need those point guard stats, he's someone you should scoop up immediately. And he is only rostered in seven, uh, sorry, 15% of leagues, which is um, crazy low, the lowest of all of these players, which really surprised me, to be honest. Um, so he will probably be available in your league. Um, so I would quickly go and scoop him up if you need some some of those assist deals, good percentages. Um, points are not going to be there in high volume, but you know um, he's going to fill up the stat sheet in other ways as well. Uh, yeah, so big, I'm a big fan of Thomas um, Sadoransky, and I think I think he will stick um, moving forward. I'll say one quick fantasy, um, I guess, comparison for him would be to some degree Lonzo Ball, but without the three pointers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> probably fewer three pointers. Like, you know, the twelve, five, and five. Um, yeah, like a steal a game. Well, which is pretty much what Lonzo puts up. It's just that the threes aren't quite there. So, but there is still value in him. I, I will say he'll be much more efficient than Lonzo as well, though. He, he'll, he'll, his field goal percentage and free throw percentage will be much more efficient um, and probably not quite the blocks that Lonzo gets. Uh, Lonzo does get a few for a guard. Um, but yeah, that's a good comparison in terms of like that, that bigger sort of player. Get your rebounds, get your steals and assists. Low scoring. Let's move on to the next guy. Uh, we're talking Kelly Olenek from the Miami Heat. He's been on a tear recently. Um, do you want to guess what Kelly Olenek, without looking, has been uh, ranked in the last two weeks? Um, I, I've already looked it up. I think it's it uh, okay. Is it uh, fourth? S- not quite sixth over <laughs> the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. This guy is on fire. Um, you know, it's a five-game sample size, but you know, this this dude, he's putting up putting up numbers. What are your thoughts on Kelly? He's doing it all. He's he's getting two steals a game, one point two blocks, low turnovers. Um, great, great percentages. This is, yeah. There's no fault to him over the past there's five games. No fault in his statistical categories. So he's been putting up numbers. Um, obviously, he's been starting all season. Um, but the last sort of five games, yeah, he's just been absolutely on fire, sort of coinciding with that all-star break. Um, so maybe he's revigorated, ready to go. He had a couple of games where he was playing without um, Bam at a bio, but today's game, Bam was back. Still put up this gem of a line, 17, 8, 4, 3 steals, 2 blocks, no turnovers, hit a 3, very efficient from the field goals. Uh, so, you know, I reckon you add him and see how it goes. You know, he's he's probably lower down the list for me. Uh, what are your thoughts in terms of compared to these other guys? Uh, I reckon he's high on the list for me. I, I, I put the waiver yep. through to try and add him, but unfortunately I didn't get my hands on him, which I was a bit yeah. sad about because he's a good fit for my team. Um, with what he, he's putting up, he doesn't hurt anyone's team as well. So he's definitely yeah. worth adding. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I had a squeeze it. I had a look, but um, unfortunately I could get in there because the player I wanted to drop had already played today. So that that okay. got picked up before I uh, before I had a chance to, to get in there. So I definitely wanted him, uh, but but yeah, uh, I think he I think he'll 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 do well. Like the the good thing about him, I think he's going to start the rest of the season. You know, his minutes are going to be there solid. There might be ups and downs. I don't think he's going to perform this well, obviously. But he should be, you know, thereabouts the top 100 moving forward. And again, someone who is not rostered in probably enough leagues. He is currently rostered in. Just lost it for a quick second. 52% of leagues. So have a look around. If he, if you need a big man, give you threes, give you assists from the big man position. He'll get you decent steals, solid percentages, um, low turnovers. Um, just, just a very... You know, not going to hurt you anywhere kind of player. 
All right, let's let's move on to another rookie. I'll throw it over to you for your thoughts on this guy, uh, Emmanuel Quickly. Cal, what are your thoughts on on Quickly? Uh, I think he's a must add. I, I like his game. He's very much kind of like he's he's obviously points is, is why you would be getting yeah. him. He, I guess, he's low on turnovers as well, but he's good for points. He's good fit for like a punt field goal build um, because he only shoots about that forty percent from the field. But I, I, I like his game. Over the past um, couple of weeks, he's I think he's putting about 18 points together. He, he's one of those guys who might have a quiet night and then go off for like 25 or so. So he, he's, he's worth having. He gets the three-pointers as well. His um, free throws are, are really solid. Um, for the season, he's shooting 90%. So mm. he, he's pretty... Um, and, and that's on about, you know, it's over three attempts a game. So that, that's definitely affecting your team positively. So he, 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 there's probably three or four categories you're getting boosted, and for a waiver wire guy, that's um, definitely worth having. Yeah, I think look the big the big hype has come around the fact that he started the last two games. Obviously, um, he's had moments of brilliance throughout the season, showing flashes. He's got high scoring potential. Um, had a few games with 25 plus points with multiple threes. Um, I might be a little bit lower on him than you, which is funny because I'm the one that added him. Um, he, he obviously had that back-to-back game, so I was using that as a bit of a sort of test and see. He was okay. Um, like you, you say, he, he puts up points. Obviously, he shoots threes. You know, On the season, he's good for free throw percentage. Missed a few recently, but that will correct. But outside of that, he's a bit empty. You know, He doesn't give you many assists. He doesn't give you, barely gives you any rebounds, um, no blocks at all. Um, you know, low steals. So for that reason, I, I rank him a bit lower than some of these other guys. And if you need points and threes, then sure, go and grab him. Um, I would rank him behind someone like a Gallinari, however, um, just because I am a bit worried with Alfred Payton coming back, Derek Rose coming back, that his his role might be reduced a little bit. I'm thinking the Knicks are going to be buyers at the trade deadline. Um whether or not I think that's the right thing to do or not is a different question, but I think that we're looking to bring in talent. So he's a bit down the list in terms of priority for me for these guys. Um, but yeah, definitely someone to look at. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if he's back to the bench soon. Uh, when some of those other guys are back, Tibbs is pretty stubborn that way. Yeah, the sample size of him and Derek Rose hasn't been huge like for them yeah. coming off the bench. So yeah. you're still not too sure how it will affect him. If it's going yep. to be drastic or not, but I still got a bit of hope there. I think he's he's a good player. He'll get get some shots in for sure. Yeah, let's move on to the next guy, um, KJ Martin Jr. So another Houston Rocket that place is uh, sort of changing over there in, in H Town. But um, what are your thoughts on on Martin Jr. here, mate? Um, he, he's been looking good. He had that twenty one point game, and um, he's getting defensive stats as well. So he had, he had at fifteen and ten. He had a twenty one mm. and four. And um, if you look at his averages over the past couple of weeks, it's you know the 1.3 steals and the 1.8 blocks are very beneficial for any team, especially those blocks. The, yep. Those blocks are elite um, in that category. And, and even the percentages, yep. I mean, field goals, about 52%, and, and the free throws are above 70, so it's not hurting you drastically. He is actually taking a reasonably high percentage at 3.8. does affect you um, if you're only shooting 73, so it's probably mm. a slight negative. Um, yeah, but otherwise, I mean, look, fourteen and seven is uh, his average for the past couple yeah. of weeks, which is really since he started really being um, brought into the the lineup himself. So, I, I think he's yeah. definitely worth adding um, this Houston Rockets team. I think they've lost what seventeen games in a row now, so I think their direction's pretty clear. They're not going to make the playoffs. It's probably just going to be pushed for more the youth movement. 
So towards the playoff yep. side of uh, the the fantasy basketball world, I think he will be pretty helpful. Yeah. What the fuck's going on over at this G League, man? Like, I swear... <laughs> I swear so many of these players have like come back from the G League and just like lighting the league on fire. Kevin Porter Jr., you know, Alexi Pokasevsky, KJ Martin Jr., Moses Brown. Like what what do they do in the G League over in that bubble, man? Like, <laughs> like what's happening? But um, I think, yeah, look, the big thing here, playing 31 and a half minutes since um, sort of coming back from the G League, like you said, defensive stats are, are there. You know, 1.3 steals, 1.8 blocks. That's where the money is. Um, good percentages. I wonder what he's going to be like when Christian Wood is back um, playing minutes. Although, you know, I think he can play alongside Christian Wood. I think that they're going to be heavily featuring him, Wood, Kevin Porter Jr., uh, Jay Sean Tate, um, and, and trying to trade the rest of the, the team, basically. So I think those guys, those four players are going to be their big sort of featured players moving forward. So I, I think he's a strong ad, if, especially if you need some. Some solid percentages and field goals, some rebounds and some steals and blocks. I think he's going to get you those sort of things. So uh, he's definitely a strong adder, I, I feel. Um, last one we'll quickly touch on, and it's it's from my hometown of the uh, well, not my hometown, but <laughs> the team I barrack for, the Boston Celtics, and it's the Time Lord Robert Williams. Now he's not really a hot pickup in terms of recency compared to these other guys, except for the fact that Tristan Thompson is out due to COVID protocols. Um, so that gives the Time Lord a good chunk of time here um, to prove himself worthy and to potentially win over, if not a starting role, uh, more minutes in the Celtics rotation. And we know based on previous videos that we've done that this guy is a permanent beast. And if he gets the opportunity, he will play excellent fantasy basketball. What's your, what's your thoughts on Robert Williams moving forward? Um, Block City. Block City. Block City. He, he's reminding me a bit of um, Mitchell Robinson from last yep. the last couple seasons. Yeah, uh, I get those vibes great, too. Great field goal and really, really elite in blocks. Over the past couple weeks, he's averaging three and a half blocks a game. So yep. that is a huge spike. And while he's also putting up your um, 73% field goal uh, pretty casually, which is a <laughs> <Yeah>. huge boost. <laughs> huge boost, yeah. And then just, you know, a 10 and 8 kind of you know points and rebounds stats so yep. there's a lot of positives there um but the blocks and the field goal is one of those things that really boost any team he's ranked 25th on yahoo for the past couple of weeks that, that's crazy yeah i mean yeah you know, it's it's two weeks but it's really four games based on the fact that it's it's been since the all-star break but yeah still like this guy and that's in 20 minutes you know 10 8 <laughs> 10 8 three and a half blocks um 73 field goal like you said 80 percent free throws low turnovers um, in 20 minutes like imagine this guy gets like 28 minutes a night like this dude is going to be just an absolute beast so uh, I again another one I think you definitely need to have on your roster he is owned in 50% of leagues 56% of leagues sorry so he's on the higher end compared to the, some of these other guys so he might be taken in your league and he has been doing this for basically the entire season but just now with the extended run he's going to have a bit more opportunity with Tristan Thompson out for a while and I don't know if you know Maybe he doesn't give that that job back once Thompson gets back and, and potentially there's a trade opening up at Celtics. I think he could either be traded or be the beneficiary of a trade to to get more minutes. There's a bit of a push in, in Boston to sort of see this guy get more minutes uh, moving forward. And I think it will happen. So I would definitely be holding on to the Time Lord if you can. All right, let's go through these players and just 
I'll, I'll throw it up to you, Cal. Who, who is, in terms of your ranking, start one through nine. We've got nine players here. Who is the priority to add um, just in terms of total value for yourself? And how do you, how do you break it down? I'm going out for Kevin Porter Jr. That's yep. what I want at, on my team. I think this will be maintained. It'll be worth worthwhile in the playoffs scheme of things for fantasy. Uh, he'll get shots. He, look, he's going to have some downs, yes, but his, his up weeks could be um, this turning point in a playoff yep. series. So. Who, who have you got second? I got Danilo Gallinari as my Okay, two. interesting. Yep, yep. Just because, as I mentioned before, they're on a five-game winning streak, and it's really because Danilo's getting a lot of minutes. So that gives me a bit of hope that this will actually be maintained, which is the, the only knock I had against them beforehand because that Atlanta team was so deep. Yeah. And I know they still have a couple injuries, which is why he is also getting a lot of minutes. But... Um, he, he is a very good fan. He's ranked fifth over the past couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, we, talk, <laughs> we talked about Olenek. Yeah, we talked about Olenek, you know, being highly yeah. ranked. Gallinari is ranked higher <laughs> by one yeah, spot. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, his yeah. preseason rank of 81, I thought that was too high. But yeah. with the injuries that happened with Atlanta, I guess it's, um, it's looking like a good pickup. So he, yeah. would, he would be my number two. Yeah, okay. Who have you got number three? Number three would have to be Emmanuel Quickly. Ah, okay. Um, might might be a bit early for him to be honest, because you went super high. But yeah, I, I think there's a solid role for him. Um, he's as I said, he's only really points. But sometimes you need points, and for a waiver wire guy, yeah, uh, that it's is hard to find. It it is hard to find points, especially as a category. It's not something you can really stream through off your waiver wire. So I, I do see the value in that. I have him a bit further down. Um, um, you know, might even drop him in our league, so you might be able to, to pick him up soon. But um, <laughs> I think yeah, I think I've got a few others ahead of him, uh, just in terms of total value moving forward. Who, who have you got at number four? I've got the timekeeper, uh, Robert Williams at the time four. time lord, bro. <laughs> 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 the Time Lord, I apologize. Yeah, Time um, Lord, there you go. To all the Celtics fans out there. Yeah, um, no, nah, I couldn't let that slide. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the Time Lord, uh, Robert Williams. Just th- those blocks are so elite. Yeah. Um, such a carry in the field goal, so that's a huge yeah. boost in two categories, which is massive. I, ha- I had him as a top three pickup in my ranking as well. Um, who have you got fifth? Uh, fifth, I got Moses Brown, just to yep. test the waters. Um, could go either way, but... That game he had was such a standout. You can't not spin the dice on him. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I've got him ranked very highly on my list. Um, going to number six, I have uh, KJ Martin Jr. Yep. Um, well, once again, I feel like him and Moses Brown are, are pretty similar. Uh, you spin the dice of them, um, so I, you could probably mix and match either of them, whichever better fits your team. Um, I guess. I mean, they both have risk. They both definitely have yeah. a bit of risk and, and great upside. So, Yeah. Okay, I um, like it. Otherwise, moving into seven, I went to yep. Sadoransky. Um, yep. Pretty much just hoping that he's going to maintain these minutes. Um, but I feel like that's not as guaranteed. I don't know. The Kobe White sitch, maybe maybe this is for good, in which case Sadoransky would be a great pickup. But yep. he'd be my number seven. And number eight would be uh, Pokachevsky just because I'm not as high as you are on him. Um, he's definitely a bit more of a project. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. that um, I think that rounds it out. Or did I miss someone? I think you missed Kelly Olenek. I, uh, I missed Big Kelly. Uh, yeah. Well, you have to throw Kelly up there. He'd, he'd probably be around the two or three. Um, oh, okay, so, so you've got him quite high. Yeah. 
Yeah. Look, I, I, I agree. Uh, Pokusevsky is my last. I, I actually don't think you should bother picking him up if you're in a standard league. So um, I just wanted to mention him on a podcast because I am big on him and I've mentioned him before. So uh, I, I would go something similar. I would go Kevin Porter Jr., clearly number one. And I've sort of ranked these in like in tiers. So I've got a tier of a top three uh, who I think you absolutely go out, add them, Drop who you have to get these players in your side because they could win you your league. Um, Kevin Porter Jr. is one of them. Uh, I've actually got Moses Brown at number two. I think this guy could be legit. Um, I think this could be like, you know, especially if you need those categories, um, you know, this this could be the Hassan Whiteside or the Christian Wood kind of player that like changes your league because his statistical profile is just so elite. He doesn't need that many minutes to be relevant. Um and, you know, I think OKC is just tanking and he's going to feature very heavily. And, and I, just from watching him, man, he just looks like a freak athlete. Um, so I, I like Moses Brown. He does the eye test. That, that's important. Yeah, he, he looks so athletic, man. Um, and then I've got Robert Williams as well. Sort of those two I could, I could see flip-flopping. Um, I see probably more of a path of minutes to Moses Brown than I do Robert Williams, which is why I've given him the edge. Um, just, you know, when Tristan Thompson is back, there's a bit of question marks <clears throat> in terms of like the trade deadline. So just dropped them down a bit. My next tier is you definitely still want to add these players, um, uh, but maybe a little bit more suited to if you need these statistical categories. So in this tier, I've got Gallinari. I've got Sadoransky at five. I think, like I said, I'm a bit higher on him. I think he's going to stick. I've got KJ Martin Jr. at six and then probably Kelly Olenek at seven. Those all in a bit of a group tier. Um, Kelly Linux is a bit more of a well-rounded sort of player so if you just want someone who's not going to hurt you in a few categories you'd have him there and then my last two I've got um, Emmanuel Quickly and Alexei Pokusevsky Quickly look if you need he's probably maybe a bit better than Pokusevsky in terms of this list but I just think there's some deficiencies in his game and I think that there is enough reason for me to sort of worry that his role may not be set in stone Um, so for that reason I sort of feel like he should be below some of those other guys. So I would prioritize getting the other guys before quickly um, uh, sort of there. But he is, he is a bit of a hard guy and is owned in 35% of the league, which is more than some of these other guys uh, moving forward. Definitely more than someone like Sadoransky and Moses Brown, who are sort of 20% or lower. So there's some hot players for you guys. Um, let us know how you go. Let us know if you picked up any of these guys before our podcast or, or how they go moving forward. Our last segment for today, we've been waffling on for a fair while, so we'll make this we'll make this fairly quickly. Um, we're talking buy lows and sell highs. Let's start with the buy lows. I'll throw it up to you, Cal. Give us give us your first one. I'm going to start with um, John Collins as a buy cool. low, um, just because there's been a bit of a buzz on the whole trade yeah. thing. You, you don't know if he's going to be on the move. Um, he hasn't been performing too well. Um, just, just, I mean, it, it was always going to be a bit of a bust for the 21 preseason rank. Yeah. Um, yeah. The season rank has been 52. Uh, a bit underwhelming just in general, but I think there is a world where he gets traded to a team that really do like him and run a fair few more plays for him, which would get him really back up to that 20 and 10 that he was putting up uh, last season. Yeah. So he's obviously the 80th ranked player the last month, the 69th ranked player the last couple of weeks, uh, putting up about 17 and 9. No assists, no steals, only a three a game. His field goal percentage is well down. Um, still getting you the box, which is which is all cool. So, but nothing nothing really outstanding there um, for, for John Collins. 
bit of a risk, I would say. You know, it's it's hard to know. You know, if this guy is traded, if he goes to a team where he you know features more or less than the Hawks. Um, so I'd say a little bit of risk involved. I, I'd say if if you if you're sort of doing all right already, maybe maybe not make that sort of buy low move. But if you sort of got to make a difference to your team and you're sort of middle of the pack and you want to sort of risk it to get the biscuit, then I think it's a it's a good buy low there. Um, yeah, it could go either way. Like if he gets traded, I mean, there's a world I see in this going back to his old ways, 20 and 10. Yeah, so, yeah. It could be huge. It could be huge, yeah. but you know. Yeah, I mean, this is probably this is probably his flaw. I would say um, I don't think anyone's trading for John Collins to put him on their bench. So um, yeah. I'd say there's probably more upside than downside. Definitely. Uh, my first guy, I'll talk about uh, Larry Markkinen, who is playing really well for the Bulls. Has had a few injuries this season and a couple of uh, COVID issues and things like that, but has managed to put together a solid season, um, scoring three-pointers, and field goal percentage, um, surprisingly, being his sort of main categories. Uh, On the year, he's averaging nearly 51% field goal percentage, which is well above his sort of um, career average, which I think is ranking him much higher than he deserves to be. I like him as a player, and I do think he's well, and I think the Bulls seem to like him as well, uh, moving Wendell Carter to the bench instead of him. So that bodes well for his future sort of value. But I just think that that field goal percentage is going to come down soon. And if all he's providing you is points and threes and field goal percentage and good free throw, as soon as that field goal comes down, the points are going to come down, the threes are going to come down. And then he's not giving you anything else. He's not giving you assists. He's not giving you steals. He's not giving you blocks. Um, So there's not really anything else to support that value when I think that field goal percentage will drop. Uh, What are your thoughts on Lowry? Um, he had a great poster dunk today. So oh, huge, yeah. <laughs> on our boy Moses Brown. Yeah, exactly. The one and only. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, look, yeah, he really only helps in kind of, yeah, there's three categories there that you're pretty much punting. Um, mm. <laughs> but it, he <laughs> yeah. doesn't, he's still, he has some positive value for sure. Yeah. I, I've kind of been persuaded on the bandwagon for him this, this season. So... I still think he's a good player, but I think that in terms of fantasy, he's he's probably this is his peak. I think I don't think he's going to get better from here. Um, so see how you go. Uh, who's your next buy low, Cal? Um, next buy low um, is an injured player. He's in John Wall. So yep, it's once again it's a bit of a gamble. Um, yeah, he's got an untradeable contract, so he's not going to be traded anywhere. But just the injury stuff. Um, if he does play. He puts up pretty pretty damn good stats. Uh, it's just the playing time and, and the games yep. missed is really what's hurting. But, I mean, for the season, he's put up 21, 3, and 6 um, with pretty much a steal and close to a block a game. And then if you look at just the past couple of weeks, he, I mean, he's only played a couple of games. But he had that 36-point game, which is pretty much just totally put his um, stats a bit out of whack. But his past yep. two games, yeah, 36 points and 32 so it makes you think yeah. he's feeling a bit comfortable. Yeah. Um, the owner might be a bit sick and tired of this having injured players. If, if you're a bit ahead in your league, mm. he's worth trading for. I think if you can get a good buy low from. Yeah, you can use these rankings to your advantage. In the last month, he's the 232nd ranked player, and that's off the back of poor percentages, high turnovers, and sort of lack of lack of rebounds and steals. Uh, but yeah, the the points, the assists are going to be there. If he's healthy, he's he's 
they're hopeful that he's going to return next game for, for the Houston Rockets. Um, so he's not going to miss much more time, um, if any, moving forward. So um, if the owner's sick of being injured, you could scoop, come in, scoop him up, and then he's back to playing. Might still rest back-to-backs. In fact, he probably will rest back-to-backs. So you've got to keep that in mind um, come playoff time. But I think you could get him pretty cheap um, with a lot of movement in Houston going away from players like John Wall. Um, the owner might be sort of a bit scared of the likes of Kevin Porter Jr. and things like that stealing his role. So, which I think he'll still play. He'll still be their starting point guard when he's when he's out there. But um, yeah, I do do think that he is going to be, you know, not the John Wall that you know we might have drafted at the start of the season, but still better than the two hundred thirty second ranked player. Uh, all right, I'll throw it over to my last buy low, and that is Marcus Smart of the Boston Celtics. We called Marcus Smart a bit of a, a, a bargain come um, draft time, and he, he sort of underperformed a little bit this year. Uh, I mean, he's still he's still giving you the, the the thirteen points, you know, two nearly three rebounds a game, five and a half assists, uh, one and a half steals. So they're all still good numbers. Obviously, the field goal percentage is is always his thing for him. So that makes his ranking look a lot worse. But typically, if you want to own Marcus Smart, you're going to buy him as a you know punt field goal percentage guy. And the last couple of weeks, he's been returning back from that injury. Has been coming off the bench a little bit. Um, but I think Kemba Walker is going to rest the next game. He's going to be back in the starting lineup, and I don't think that he's going to give it up from there. Um, had a couple of poor games the last few, only scoring five points in the last two games. So I think the owner would be very frustrated. I think you can get a good bargain. Um, and basically what he's averaging on the season, I think he'll continue to average moving forward with those elite steal numbers. He'll get you assists. He'll get you some threes. So I still think he's a good good player to have if you're punting field goal percentage. Yeah, that's a good pick, and that's the main thing. You gotta you gotta really consider the field goal and punt that when yeah. you have him, because he does put up a reasonable amount of attempts. But yeah, he's great in steals. Um, that's probably his best category. So that's a big, yep. big up in that category there. Half a block from your point guard is also you know it's it's something to take note of, and uh, low turnovers. That turnover to assist ratio is is pretty juicy. One point six turnovers to five and a half assists. So that's something that that I like to see, and I think he this is definitely his flaw. I think he can only get better from here. All right, let's move on to sell high. Who who have you got? Um, oh, sorry, yeah, no, yes, sell high. sell high. Sorry, who have you got? Who have you got for sell high? My my first sell high is Big Willie Barton. Big Will Barton, um, hit me. He's been killing it recently. And the, <laughs> do you want to guess how many threes he's been putting up the past couple weeks? No, I have not. He's not been on my radar. Let me know. Has been on your radar. Uh, Four point three. Three points. Has he really? There you go. Uh, Twenty points, four rebounds, three assists, one point three steals, point eight blocks, uh, shooting about fifty two percent from the field. So he has been an absolute hot streak. Um, it's one of the reasons, uh, one of the minor reasons, I guess, um, that those Denver Nuggets have been boosted recently and getting a pretty good record. Uh, the reason I think he's a good sell high is obviously, firstly, this is not sustainable, uh, and sec and secondly. Um, I mean, look, he's 33 ranked over the past yeah. Yeah, 14 days. Uh, the other thing as well, I think the Nuggets may be moving people. Um, there's rumors. So his starting position could be um, maybe in doubt a little bit. So that's yeah. something to consider. So right now would be a time to sell him if you do have him. I think I think it's a great option. Like I've never really been a big Will Barton fan personally. Um, that's why he hasn't been on my radar. But just looking at his stats of the last few weeks, he's been killing it. Um 
And I think, you know, Gary Harris is still to come back into this team as well as someone who will definitely affect his his minutes. Um, not sure exactly when he's supposed to be back, but um, I don't think he's too far away. Um, and I think Michael Porter Jr. is coming into his role. We spoke about him a few times on the podcast, but I think he's definitely improving. And I think from that starting lineup, Will Barton will be the one to go and not, not MPJ. Um, so I think that's a great sell high. Um, I've also just realized that I was speaking about uh, Larry Markin in our, in our buy low candidate, uh, segment, and obviously I meant him as a sell high. <laughs> so uh, just swap that over when, when we're talking about buy lows and sell highs. I did mean Larry Markin as a sell high and not a buy low. Um, I'll, I'll go on to my next sell high and then I might bring it right back to my, my other buy low. And my other sell high is, is Robert Covington. Um, I think... He is going to be negatively impacted by the fact, firstly, that CJ McCullum is back, number one, but more importantly, the fact that Nurkic is going to be coming back soon. They've been playing you know, him as a bit of a small ball five at times, playing him as a power forward a bit more. And I think you know, there's rumors that LaMarcus Aldridge might even be coming back to this team. I think that there is just a few red flags to say that he is going to drop in value. The biggest thing that's buoying his value is the blocks, the, the steals, and obviously the threes. Um, I think the threes are going to be fine. I think the steals, you know, uh, might drop a tiny bit, but not too bad. But those blocks are definitely going to come back down. And if you remember at the start of the season, he was absolutely awful. Um, he was not rosterable. But, you know, obviously he's salvaged that value recently. And in the last couple of weeks, he's the 28th ranked player, um, you know, on the back of those defensive stats. And I just don't think that is sustainable. Uh, if you can get anything in the top 50 for Robert Covington, I would do that instantly. Um, those memories of the sort of outside the top 200 player, you know, at the start of the season are pretty fresh still in my head. Yeah, he's one of those guys who you could put up the two, the very rare kind of, Two um threes, two steals, two blocks, or close yeah. to that every, every game, yeah. Um, yeah. which is super rare in fantasy. And he's had some kind of glimpses of it recently, um, mm-hmm. which would maybe give some people hope. Because I was I was even pretty high on him at the draft. Like I would have taken him yeah. on my team. And I mean, looking at it, yeah, look, he's he is kind of back to his old ways. It's just you kind of have to punt points when you have him. <laughs> yeah, he's not goal. a scorer. Yeah, so he, he does hurt you in a couple categories. Yeah. Yeah, uh, on the season, he's obviously averaging less than, you know, the 40%. But in the last couple of weeks, he's averaging 46% shooting. So I think that will come back down as well, um, closer to that low 40s mark um, to sort of even things out. But yeah, I just, I'm, I'm worried about a few inclusions coming back into this side um, that will affect his um, production. So I would, I would see if I can get some value back from him. Uh, give me your last sell high here, Cal. Now my last sell high is uh, Trez Harrell. Um, yep. he's been playing really well um, 41st ranked over the, over the past month um, and I feel like he's probably only really a sell high if your team is doing pretty well right now because he's obviously yep. going to maintain this while Anthony Davis is gone mm-hmm. um, but the one scary thought is Anthony Davis gets back just before the playoff kind of time yep. and his whole, all of his stats I think will diminish a bit because his role is, is you know with Anthony Davis out, he's obviously got a fair few minutes. There's a lot more plays running through him. So mm-hmm. if you're a bit ahead in fantasy, he could definitely be a sell high to someone who knows that Anthony Davis is out and he can definitely have some value for the next you know, three weeks or so. 
Yeah, I, I, I love this one. I think also the Anthony Davis factor is there, but I also think there's been a lot of rumors, as there always is for the Lakers for whatever reason, um, that of trades, players coming in. They're, they're apparently looking for some centers or some big men. You know, Lamarck Soldier's name's been floated out there. Um, some other sort of names are out there as well. Um, linked to the Lakers, so obviously any other big man that comes into this side is going to negatively impact Montrez Harrell. And um, he's just, again, he's pretty shallow in terms of what he contributes. It's points, field goal percentage, and rebounds. Um, you know, a trickle of steals and blocks here and there. But outside of that, it's there's no there's no threes at all. Free throw percentage is, is not good. Um, no assists. Um, so, yeah, someone who I think you can definitely sort of get some value back. Um, I'll circle it all the way back um, to my buy low, which I failed to mention before. And that is, uh, that is one of your boys, Cal, Paul George. I think you can buy him low because um, I think he, he's been underperforming recently, had that hot start to the season, um, but recently has been sort of struggling. Um, lower in points, his you know, field goal percentage has dropped away. He started very hot in terms of that category at the start of the season. Uh, but the last couple of weeks, he's the 196th ranked player, which is pretty startling. It's obviously three games. If I expand that out to the last 30 days, last month, he's the 74th ranked player. Obviously, that's on the back of sort of the steals have dropped down. You know, the, the field goal percentage has dropped. The points are down a little bit as well. So uh, I still think he's going to be better than this. He's uh, probably a, a first, if not second round player. So if you can get him for someone, you know, close to that 30 or 40 mark, I think that's a big win. Yeah, it's almost like he's, um, it's playoff P. Um, yeah. <laughs> nah, <laughs> What's going on? Uh, he, look, he averaged about, he, he was almost in the 50-50-90 club for like the first yeah. month of the season. He was yeah. red hot, getting great steals. I think it was, I, I knew he was going to have to come down and get back to earth. So he's in a bit of a cold spell. But I still believe he's going to he'll turn it back up. Um, and I'm, I am hopeful. But he's been hurting me a bit, I'll be honest. He, he hasn't yeah. been great. So he's, he's a good um, buy low candidate right now. But yeah. but then again, he was so hard to be in the season. You still have to pretty pretty good offer out there because he was yeah. a top 10 player for a while. Yeah. So. Look, yeah, I think, I think you're going to have to offer something good. But let's say you offer who's someone that we've talked about here now sort of sell high. I don't know. Probably not anyone that we talked about, but let's say you offer someone who's like a third or fourth round value. Um, you might be able to get them off, off someone's hand. You, you, you maybe, would you do like a, you know, LaMelo ball for, for a Paul George, someone who's sort of a bit of a flavor of the month, you know, something like that. I, I would definitely do if I, you know, obviously I'm the LaMelo ball owner and you're the Paul George owner. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I need would, more. I definitely need more. Yeah. I think uh, you, 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 you're a bit smarter. Yeah, you're a bit smarter than that, but some people might sort of be, you know, enticed by that. So, give it a shot. Give it a shot, and I think you could you come away with a bit of a steal there. Um, so yeah, there's the buy low, sell high segment. That'll do it for today. Uh, thanks for listening again, guys. If you are listening on YouTube, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're trying to get to a thousand subscribers, so let your mates know about it. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the bell. Let us know how your fantasy team's going in the comments. If you have any questions, let us know. We try to get to them as many as we can. Um, Follow us on Twitter or follow myself on Twitter at BallBoysNBA. And if you have any questions, you can hit us up on there. We're also posting a few um, up-to-date things when, you know, Moses Brown goes off. I'll let everyone know that, hey, I have this guy right now. Um, and, and you can sort of beat, beat the pack to it and not wait for the next podcast. Uh, but otherwise, we will go, we'll catch you next week. See ya. See ya.